this week on More Than Just a Trophy Wife. When you're with a partner, if you're marrying each other or living together, you're really, really marrying your money stories as well. The term independent, I think that it doesn't really need to be said as much as it's used. It's just we should never have needed to be dependent in the first place. In a healthy balance, both need and not need our partner at the same time. Hey, it's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. So today I am joined by one of my closest friends, someone who I admire, is always there to support me, and has taught me so much about men. You guys are definitely in for a treat. I'm so excited to be speaking to no other than love and relationship coach, Shaharazad Shukra. Baby girl, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me here. It is my pleasure. And I know by the end of it, everyone is going to be like, oh my days, can like they carry on and do these every single week? Because I wish so much that like we had a fly on the wall in the conversations that we have. I feel like I'm educated beyond belief with you. Oh, yes, I bet. Well, let's do this one. And when people see how much value they're going to get out of this, we're going to do it over and over again. Yes, I'm holding you to that, by the way. Don't, don't <laughs> run away when I come for you. Your schedule needs to have time to me. So I want to literally dive right in. And I know that you speak about this relationship between men and money. And honestly, those two words don't really get any sexier for me. What is this secret connection between men and money? Such a great question. So the way I approach it, the way I see men and money, they're, what they stand for is a source of support. You know, when we think about men um, in a conventional men, uh, heterosexual relationships between uh, a woman and a man, a man's role over the ages has always been about, you know, giving support and being there for his woman and so providing and, and being that, that giving masculine energy in the relationship. And the way we look at money also is a source of support, right? The way the things that we want to do in life, anything that we want to do that from just the, the littlest thing to, you know, everyday um, food and drink or whatever you want to trips and, and going for your big dreams of business. It is money there that can support you. Money can make life a lot, a lot easier. So the energy of both men and money, if you look at it, is the same if you look at it from a support standpoint. So when a woman is usually, usually not all the time, um, sometimes it doesn't exactly go that way, has either a great, great relationship or outlook about receiving money and receiving love and support from a man. Um, either she's really, really good at it or she needs to, to do some work on it. So I'm not sure exactly if I'm answering your question correctly, but that is the way I look at it. The connection between men and money is the word support that a woman is able to receive from both. Yeah, no, I love that. And that makes total sense. And actually just thinking back to it, you know, I feel like I was always the one to support my partner. 
Mm. And when I started my business and I started to actually bring in money and I was open to receiving that and receiving the support of money and what it was, you know, enabled me to do, I guess that was when I really started to desire a higher level of support from Kenji. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that that has shifted. And of course, it's always an ever-growing journey in relationships, but I really hear that and I see how that correlates in like every way possible. Right, right. When you open yourself up to receiving more money, then something in you opens up that desires to receive more support. And support doesn't have to obviously be financially. It's emotional support. It is basically feeling like he's there for you. He's got your back and he supports your dreams and and desires. So yeah. I love that. Okay, so I've got some questions that I really want to ask because I think that my audience is going to really benefit from them. And I also think that my audience needs to be more conscious of the whole men and money conversation as well. So, you know, in my experience, of course, my partner is an athlete and I have been around many athletes and they seem to not be very open with having money conversations with their partner. Like, you know, many of them say that everything's taken care of, so we don't need to talk about it. And for me, I think that finances is actually one of the most intimate things in a relationship. And like, is there a reason why men do not want to discuss money with their partner? Such a great, great question. So I think this is a global thing. It doesn't just go um, with regards to men in, in the athlete world. It's, it's a problem with the entire world that we make money such a loaded, loaded topic. And there is so much pain and shame and, and so much drama around talking about money. And when you are um, not basically having the confidence that just the money conversation can be just as light as talking about what do you want for dinner <laughs> and, and you're going to approach it from that, that side, um, it's going to be difficult. You know, one of the, I believe the second cause of um, divorce in at least North America is finances. And it's not about not having money, but it's about people, the two co- the couple arguing about money and not being able to talk about money just as what it is, a source of support and not a source of happiness or my money, your money. So it is not just, like I said, you know, a problem with that group of people. It really is a global thing. And the problem, I mean, when you look at it from one point of view, when a man says that he's got everything taken care of and there's nothing to worry about, well, he is being in the masculine protective um, way of being. Now, it doesn't mean that it's the right way and the, the woman doesn't, isn't supposed to be asking about money or shouldn't be, shouldn't have be having that conversation. But I believe it is our responsibility as women to open that conversation up and to be able to, um, from a very loving and warm place, open and say, well, I'm so glad that um, things are taken care of and I do trust you. I do believe that you've got us and everything is paid for. And 
in order for me to feel more safe or feel more connected, whatever feeling that it is for the woman that wants to feel to bring it up, I'd like to be more involved or have um, have a more open and honest conversation about money so I can feel like we are not, um, there's no reason to to hide anything, not that there is, you know, you don't want to approach it like, oh, you're hiding something from me or don't, I, don't mm-hmm. tell me. But more from a place of I just want more connection with you, transparency with you. And this would make me feel really, really safe and happy to talk about uh, money more honestly. And when a woman approaches it from this side as opposed to, you know, just being mad about it, angry about it, or give her, you know, start making up stories in her head and saying that, oh, there's something that he's hiding or he doesn't trust me or he thinks that I am not capable of handling money, you know, all the, the narrative that goes on in our head that we say stuff like that, but from a place of, okay, I appreciate your, you wanting to take care of us and taking care of everything. I love that about you. And I also feel a lot more safer if we were to talk about money more and so I would get a picture of what's going on with our finances. And what about if the response was to that, like, why does it really matter? (laughs) Great question. Well, it does matter because we are a couple and we are sharing a life together and money is important in order for us to see one of the one of the things that not not in the conversation I'm picking out of the conversation values around money for people mm. always different you know depending on your money story from your origin story of whether um, a person always had money if they always had money and money was a source of joy it brought more joy more fun for the person and their 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 partner in the on the other hand always a struggle their family always struggled with money so they look at money as a source of safety for example you know if there's money that had um, they had food to eat or they had their shelter or their parents weren't arguing about money and about the rent the next month then when two people have completely two different value system about money and, and outlook about money then you put them together um, in a relationship they really really don't understand one another because one is you know going all about and buying things for themselves and enjoying it and always believes that there is more money and there will be more money to enjoy and the other one starts the panic because they they had this relationship of the money could run out and I could end up on the street or I could be really really unhappy so when if a man depending on his money story he might say that you know um oh why why is it important to you then if she opens up and says that you know what my money story is basically this is how I view money and this is why I I would feel more secure if I know what is more going on or more happy if I know what's more going on. Because remember that um, a healthy man in a relationship, all he wants to do is to make his woman happy. It's mm-hmm. maybe approach it from a place of this is what's going to actually make me happy. Well, what is he going to say? Well, I don't want to make you happy. That's not usually, I mean, if you have a partner that says that, well, I want you to rethink about Boy, <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> right but if he is um you know if this would make me really happy this would make me feel really really safe more often than not a healthy loving man would would be 
very much open to making her happy and go about that. So she just has to approach it from that side and understand that he might need a little bit more of a understanding from her side of why, I mean, or explanation from why I said why it is important to her. It's so true. You know, from my personal experience, um, you know, when I was growing up, we had a lot of money and then we lost absolutely everything. And Mm -hmm. I always had that belief, okay, you can have it one minute, but it can be gone the next. And then you can be put in a space of survival and it can be a really scary space to live in. Mm -hmm. So that was like on my side of things. And then on Kenji's side of things, you know, he is all about living in the moment. You got to live your life to the fullest. And for me is exactly what you said. That made me really anxious because I was like, but wait, this could happen and this could happen and this could happen. And yeah, I may have been a little bit more thinking about the future because just of the person that I am and the legacy that I want to really leave. But I also had to realize that like, that's not his story. And I noticed this about myself and I shared this with Kenji and I said exactly what you just shared with me in terms of, you know, this would make me feel really supportive. And also, you know what I really want to share that I think that as a society, women associate, you know, men with money being successful. So therefore, subconsciously, we see the man then having money. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, men must be good with money. And I think in relationships, when you're speaking about the values, like when you really come together as a partnership, you've got to understand your strengths in that relationship as well. And if the woman is good with managing the money side of things and being able to see things differently, then that is something that I believe then that the woman can actually take part in that. And if not actually do that, would you see that that would be a problem with the man? Absolutely not. That's a really, really good point. It is when we discredit ourselves and we just tell ourselves that because we're women, we are automatically bad with money and all the responsibility of the money has to go to the man because he's the man. You know, it, it, he's, it's, it's a limiting belief. It is something that uh, has been passed on from generation to generation that women are not good with money. Money, Women are irrespons- irresponsible with money or uh, they're just not smart enough to handle money. And that's just not true in every relationship. Um, we, we are together because we have strengths and we have weaknesses and hopefully we are with partners that are, that complement us. And, and again, with depending on what your money story is, that there comes your strength. There are people that they, they had parents that modeled for them very, very healthy way of dealing with money. Um, you know, who are those lucky souls, <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> there, obviously, there is no perfect way of handling money. But for example, you know, when, where my own origin story, I grew up in a family that, although there were limiting beliefs and and the way money was spoken, that there is, you know, money doesn't grow on tree, or you have to be careful with money. They said one thing now. The way that they handled money, though, my parents handled money was very different. They always 
spend on the things that they wanted. They always, you know, we've had guests over and we always bought the best, you know, food and through amazing parties. So it was a little bit of contradicting way of seeing, you know, they, they say one thing, but they act the other way. And children usually pay attention what is what is being done as opposed to what's being said. So in my world, I I had the money that there's always going to, there might be not money now, or there might not be, um, you know, there we could not have a lot of money right now, but there will, we will never really, really have a problem. Money will come again. So that was my mentality. On the other hand, my husband um, came from a different money story. His money story wasn't um, exactly like that. He grew up um, in India and they were, you know, in a, in a middle class, but not very wealthy. So he looks at money more from a place of, um, again, safety. Like I mentioned before that, you know, if there is not money that we could have issues um, later on, we might not be able to buy the food that we want or buy the clothes that we want. So when in, in that case, or when you're, when you're with a partner, if you're marrying each other or living together, you're really, really marrying your money stories as well. And Amen. <laughs> right. So it's not about really um, one person being right and the other person being right. But now coming from a place of, OK, what is going to be our money story, our money values in our relationship that is not going to set me off in panic and it's not going to rob joy out of you, for example, for the two, two of you. So can we balance the two? Can we together decide what is it going to be between the two of us? We create our new value system around money that we can both be happy. So there is that a little bit of, if you want to call it compromise or basically having this capacity to to honor your partner's way of wanting to handle money as well as yourself. So you're not, you know, saying, oh, okay, this is how it's going to be with you. Um, this is how we have to do money or it's my way. It's the partnership way of handling things and money is no different than any other topic. Guys, I told you that this was going to be good. <laughs> so believe me, always. That was amazing. I loved your concept of that. And I think that for me personally, um, when I got with Kenji, I was 12 years of age. So at that time, um, you know, nothing needed to ever be spoken about. And then he got his first professional contract at 18. And again, that's a really young age and we'd been together for a while. And every time I would go and visit him, you know, it was never really a thought in my mind. And then when we got to, you know, the ages of 21 and 22, and I decided to move in with Kenji, I was like pretending that I didn't want to know mm -hmm. when actually I really did. And I see that in a lot of other women as well. Why is that? Amazing, amazing way of looking at self-awareness that, you know, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Well, I would ask you, I don't, if, what was the, the immediate answer that comes to you? I don't want to know because. I'm an independent woman and I'm going to make my own money. Oh, I'm that's honestly what came to me. Right. That is where the belief sits. As soon as you answer a question, when it comes to you, that's, that's how we are looking at it. So being independent and making your own money means what to you? Well, going back to the 
you know, a couple of years ago to the 21, 22 year old, it meant value that I was worth something that I could do things on my own and people would continue to be proud of me from how far I've come mm-hmm. so if you made your own money and if you were independent you were valuable and you were worthy and if you didn't then what if I didn't then I would just be like in inverted commas the rest of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I never wanted to be what society would judge partners of athletes like And I even developed that belief of what they were like when I even knew there was a truth to that. And that wasn't the way it really ever was in the first place. Mm -hmm. So you see how strong that is. We go into the rebellious, we go into, because you might view me as weak, as worthless, then I want to do the complete pendulum swing and be everything that you think I cannot be. Now, I am a biggest, biggest advocate of a woman going for her desires, making loads and loads and loads of money, but for the right reasons, not for driving herself forward. Mm-hmm. As of if she doesn't, that means that she is not worthy or she is not valuable, but because it brings her more joy, it brings her, she has this zest in her. She has like, she wakes up passionate about doing what she's doing not because she has to prove something not because if she doesn't that means that there is something wrong with her so that's where it all comes from whenever we make decisions from a place of unworthiness or fear well the outcome is not necessarily going to be i mean we could get a look you know create a lot of money and bring that independence but we don't necessarily feel happy because then where is the end to it i mean there is no end to how much we can grow and continue to be create more money have more success and if we always feel like if i am I'm still not worth it i mean there is that other person that is making more money than me or is more um looking like she's a boss babe and than me then we are always staying in this unhappy state it is so true what you're saying i remember like i used to wake up and I used to like have this pressure and I did feel like it was from everyone else. And of course, once I started to drop everyone else's judgment and opinions, the pressure was still there. And I realized that I was only putting the pressure on myself. And of course that then came down to my own self-worth. And I have come such a long way in that. And I've developed that so much to a point where, you know, The term independent, I think that it doesn't really need to be said as much as it's used. It's just, we should never have needed to be dependent in the first place. Love that. And you know, the word that I love is interdependent. (gasps) Yes. We do not have to be dependent and we do not have to be independent in a relationship because we are supposed to in a healthy balance, both need and not need our partner at the same time. Meaning that we are not broken little girls that if we are, you know, our partners aren't taking care of us, that we're just going to fall apart and then we're just going to have to find another rich man to save us. Or coming from a place of, I'm an independent woman and you mean nothing to me and I don't want anything to do with your money and let me prove to you every single day how much I don't need you. I mean, with that energy, who is going to feel connected to one another? But having that interdependent balance between the two partners of saying, I love you and I do, there's so much that I 
you can do for me, I will receive it from you. And if you don't, I'm not going to fall apart and just be nobody without you. That's the healthy balance. And I think it's even so much more powerful for a man to actually hear, you know what? I don't need you, but I want you. Like, I love you. I love being around you. And I think there is a big distinguishing factor between you needing someone, which is being dependent on someone, and you actually wanting someone. I think that's just way more powerful in a relationship anyway. 100%. I don't need you, but I love you and I'm open to receive from you. I am willing to receive from you. I am willing to, because look at it this way. But first and foremost, you know, I'm going back to my own lingo of the masculine and the feminine. The masculine wants to give. And we all have the, both the masculine energy and the feminine energy, the part of us that drives and goes and gets things done. And the feminine side of us that receives and it just is and is not thinking, but is just being. And in a typical relationship, usually the man is the more, has more of a masculine energy and the woman has more of the feminine energy. Now, when a woman is very successful, like yourself, when she is a go-getter and she's going to do, um, you know, get things done, she when she brings that same energy into the romantic relationship, when she brings that getting things done and wanting to be the one that takes care of everything and does everything, then she's kind of throwing the balance off and relationships always balance each other out so if you are more in your masculine energy of doing 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 kenji has no choice but to lean back and allow there to be more of you of masculine energy and he has to go into his feminine energy in order for it to not be disruptions because then if there are two of the same energies it's just like two the size of the same same size of a magnet they repel each other right so in order for the attraction to continue existing he has to be more in his feminine and now he is not able to do the doing and the giving because you're doing all of that. So just really being mindful of a woman can do amazing things in her, her business and get things done. But if she wants to be in a relationship where there is the masculine attraction, he's still giving and he's protecting and he's providing and i'm not just talking about finances like i said attention gifts touch sex all of that is is when she's actually able to receive and lean back and let him come forward to her it was such a change for me when I had to be conscious of what I was doing within my relationship and I really was going more into my masculine and therefore, you know, then putting Kenji more into the feminine. And from our conversations and my self-development as well, I realized that, you know, I really have to take a step back and it felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It really did. Like I wanted to continue to get things done at speed and I wanted them to be done in my way. And when I really did take the step back, you know, for a couple of months, it definitely was difficult because I wanted to say things like, well, why is that not being done yet? Mm -hmm. And I would jump to so many conclusions. And now it's like, I don't even need to ask if it's being done or he doesn't even need to say it's being done. It's that trust also that's there that it will be done. And for anyone that's listening that, you know, has been a person that, has had to really 
get up and do things and fight for herself, it doesn't need to continue that way and really allow yourself to develop and become aware of how you are acting in your relationship and really bring in this feminine, this masculine energy in because it was such a game changer for me in every single way. Big time, big time. I just wanted to quickly comment that it is, it takes a total queen to be able to change the dance. I, I look at the relationship it's as a dance. It is always... It, if if everyone is doing their own thing, you know, you're 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 dancing in your own way and Kenji is, it's not gonna be very harmonious, beautiful dance. But if there is a leader and a follower, let's say let's say you're playing tango, then you know, you can you have to be able to let go and, and trust that your partner is going to lead you. Now, if you're changing the dance and if you have always been the leader. Well, it's going to take some time for the partner to learn the steps. It's going to take some time. You're changing the rules. You're changing the dance. So he is going to first and say, I don't know this dance. What are you doing? What's going on here? Yeah, he may even trip up on his toes and stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if you keep on trusting that he will, he will. He is capable. We women jump into the conclusion, oh, he's just he's just not good at that. He's just not able to do that. Oh, it, 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 if I don't do it, it's just not going to get done. Well, just try it. Give it a little bit of a time for him to actually see that it is he is capable. You know, a man's one of the biggest things that a woman can give to her man is her trust in him and belief in him. Why do so many sports have cheerleaders? It's literally because a man feeds off of that being cheered on for that there are there are people that believe in him and they want him to succeed. So it actually gives him energy when you do believe in him and when you do trust that he is going to get it. I just have to be patient and I just have to trust the timing. I never even thought of that whole analogy. Mm. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's why. Like, wow, I really loved it when you said that. I was like picturing like, you know, a group of cheerleaders cheering someone on and like the woman not even saying anything to him. So of course, where is he going to put his attention then? So I, re I really love that. So reverting this background to some money conversations, because I've still not finished with that. And I just would love to um, hear more from your perspective on that side of things. If in a relationship, the man and the woman are able to communicate about money, how do you see a relationship being different or how do you see that relationship being more successful than if the man and woman were not to communicate about money? Well, when we are avoiding a subject, when whether it is money, whether it is um, sex, whatever it is in the relationship that holds up the importance, we are, when we are avoiding it, that means that we are basically robbing ourselves of closeness and more intimacy to one another. The most successful couples are the ones that are able to have more difficult conversations and work through them together as opposed to just putting it under the rug and not looking at it. You know, it's 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 not gonna go anywhere. You put put the put the dust under the rug, it's just going to pile up, pile up, pile up, and eventually it's going to come out, come out of it, right? So if you are 
in a situation right now that it's been so long, it doesn't matter how long you've been together, that you've been avoiding the conversation about money, well, first do some little homework and ask yourself, why is it? Why am I avoiding conversations about money? Is it because I don't trust myself with money? I have a bad relationship with money and I just don't want to, you know, talk, think about it. It's too much of a responsibility. And basically get yourself, get your own stuff out of the way and see what it is and, and see what you need to change. You know, if you do have a bad relationship with money, if you have been um, not managing money well, if you have been going from the feast to famine or really really spending money on things that are not bringing you the joy that you would think you know we go by that beautiful purse and a week later you know it's not as 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 attractive as it was to us to a week ago really really get that sorted out you know it's it's you can get yourself educated there's now we live in a world that in the the at our fingertips, there's so many resources that we can access to learn about money, to heal our relationship with money, and vice versa. And then being willing to have the difficult conversations because it definitely, definitely brings the two couple closer together. When you have values, are what's going to keep a relationship going. It's as much as we want to say love will conquer everything. It's really about the values. It's all always about having shared values and shared shared mission in a relationship. And because money is so 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 important in having the things that we want, having whether it's the business, whether it's the house, whether it's traveling the world, it is a big topic. It is to support your desires and dreams, right? So you definitely, definitely want to do that because it's just going to make your relationship stronger. It's going to bring the two of you closer together and it's going to make your life a lot, lot happier. Yeah, I love it. And I loved what you said about the mission because, you know, since I've been able to have these conversations with Kenji and now we're so much more open and the word is intimate about it, I can see more how our missions are also aligning and what we really desire to do and the legacy that we desire to leave as well. It really does align um, and it makes me really happy to see and I know it fulfills Kenji as well. Um, and it hasn't always been that way. So I do really recommend so strongly that moving through that discomfort and knowing that in the challenge really does lie that growth and in the growth, of course, lies the success. So make sure that when you are feeling, okay, this is uncomfortable, you take the step forward and you do it anyway. And I think this is something that, you know, we as friends always share that I've tried to have conversations with Kenji multiple times. And sometimes the conversation hasn't gone the way that I desired it to go. Shocking, <laughs> obviously. But one thing you always said was take a stand and be persistent, like with your desires and, and your wants, and he'll come around. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's come around a couple of times. So mm-hmm. share with the audience how when the conversation doesn't go well the first time, how they can continue to keep going and how it will eventually come to fruition the way they desire it to? Great question. And 
I jokingly said shocking because it will never go <laughs> where you think it would go. It will never, ever go exactly. You know, I love the quote that says that if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. It was the same thing <laughs> that we did in a, in a conversation. And it is letting go of that first and foremost, letting go of that sense of control of things needing to go a certain way. and being open to hearing another person's perspective and being mindful of their timing just because you're ready doesn't mean that your person is as well just because you have decided that now you're going to be more intimate and you're going to be more honest and transparent and you're going to go conquer all the money question or money conversation it doesn't mean that he is too and just like I mentioned before it's a new dance so you got to be more patient and you got to be more hold the space for your partner to catch up to you and to learn the steps so when the when he withdraws when he is not willing to have the conversation it is with the sense of feminine curiosity, with this mm-hmm. not control, because sometimes we want to use money also as a way of control. And that's a whole different topic of when 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 partner makes more money than the other one, they suddenly think think that they have more power and control in their relationship. But it is from that noticing the feminine notices, the feminine holds the space, the feminine allows the other person to explore what is true for them or what feels right for them and doesn't try to push, doesn't try to make things happen. So let's say that you have the conversation, it's like, I don't want to talk about it. You come from a space of, I I respect that, I understand that right now you don't want to talk about it. And this conversation is important to me. And when is it a good time for us that we can revisit and talk about this? Because it is like I said, is important to me. It, it makes me more feel more safe when I when we, we talk about money and we feel more connected about money. So I understand right now is not a good time. Can we sit down next week and perhaps put time aside for this and talk about the money? You know, I'm just laughing behind here because people always say, why, how are you and Kenji always so happy? And it's like, because I've got you. <laughs> <laughs> the way you put things and how I see myself going to the conversations just even consciously yes but not even having to think into it so much um it it just really has made me laugh but in the most positive fulfilling way I'm just so grateful that you're such a close friend of mine and then I actually have access to you and your incredibleness. One thing that you just said was something that I really want to go into. You said that when a man brings in more money, they feel that they have more power in the relationship. And of course, this goes for women with successful partners all around the world. And I see this and I also fell into this. I also thought Kenji was more powerful than me when I did first move in with him because he was earning money and I wasn't. And then through my business, um, you know, I got asked a question the other day, what has been one of your biggest accomplishments? And it was matching the income of Kenji being a footballer. That was huge to me. And I realized in that moment, what was that about? 
Like, what was that really about? Did I really feel that I just had more of a say because I had now brought in this same amount of money? Mm-hmm. And I had to take a step back and I had to just be with myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more about the choice for me, the choices that I had and feeling that I didn't have to ask or explain. And I have, of course, spoken to many women with successful partners, especially in the athlete world. And, you know, we go into this society norm of if you are with an athlete or, you know, or an entertainer or, you know, a really successful businessman, then you really have to sacrifice your own career, your own life, stop working in order to support your partner. And then, you know, he's going to be able to support you. For me, that doesn't feel good. And I know that there's some women out there that want that and that's completely cool. But for the women that don't, um, I see a big shift can really happen. And at the start, especially if you have just started your business and you're really looking to take it to the next level and you really want to invest in yourself, but you don't have the finances to, and you know your partner does, um, and you may be able to borrow it from him, Shereza, why do you think that that's a difficult conversation for the woman to really approach her man on? What what you just shared, there was just so much truth into it in terms of how women in general look at men with money and look at it as a source of, okay, if he has more money, he has has more power, again, with the whole worthiness of it. And it's such a lie that they buy into because let's look at it this way. The truth of the matter is that if, God forbid, tomorrow um, Kenji makes zero money, I don't think you're going to love him any less or look at him. You know, I don't know. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Kenji. Keep your money, honey. Keep your money. Keep your money. (laughs) The truth of the matter is that when we look at, when we, it's almost so so unfair for our partners that we would think of it this way that he's more powerful he's more attractive because of the money that he has and it's so unconscious by the way as well you know you have a lot of self-awareness but not many people do and and because we believe the same thing about ourselves you know because i don't make enough money I'm, I'm not as worthy or I'm not, I don't have more say about doing, saying things because I don't make that money. So when a woman like yourself um, becomes more evolved in terms of going after her dreams, which would cost money, you know, running a business, making it, you know, creating a business and starting up and scaling, it takes a lot of money. We all know that. And when Mm -hmm. she wants to um, start that, if she goes about it, if she doesn't have enough self-belief in her in terms of um, wanting to, first and foremost, thinking that her desires matter just as much as his, His, her dreams matter just as much as his, well, the energy that she's going to come into with the conversation is going to be like, I don't really believe in myself. I don't really trust myself. And when one of the things that I I hope that every person that is listening to this podcast is going to get take from this is that a man always wants to protect you. A healthy masculine energy man always wants to protect his woman. And he's going to believe in you as much as you believe in yourself. So men are not cheerleaders. 
You know, we don't see men on the um, with pom poms, you know, dancing around, do we? No, it's it's women. So a man, if 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 we go into a conversation wanting to hear that, you know, I don't believe in myself. I don't think this is gonna work. Hoping that he would say that it would. And no, you can do this. No, that's never going to happen. A man is always going to say, well, or not say. He's gonna think she is. She doesn't believe she can do it, so she's gonna feel like she's gonna get hurt, and she's gonna feel bad. And I need to not let that happen. I need to make sure that my woman is safe, and she's not going to, to, to fail and fall on her butt. And I need to stop that. But on the other hand, if she believes in herself, if she believes that her desires matter, that her dreams really, really are as valuable as as his are, and she's gonna give it her all. And she is also available and and okay with the fact that things may not work out, that, you know, this time it might not work out and, or this, this road that she's going to may not get to the destination, but she's not going to give up and she's not, she's okay with failing, then a healthy man is going to be all for it. So this, this was exactly what was in my own relationship before I started my business when um, it was a lot of money to invest and the conversation that I had with my husband, he was going to say, is this going to make you happy or miserable? That was the only question that he had for me. When I was going to invest big, big money into um, into the mentorship that I was going to do, his question was, is this, and I said, it's going to make me really happy. And then he is, he's a man that is very much um, believes in entrepreneurship and all that. So I was, I was very, very fortunate in that sense. But it goes for every man that a man who loves his woman is always wants to protect her. But it, it's all up to you what energy you're going to bring in that conversation. Are you going to be shaking like a leaf and saying that, oh, I hope it's going to work and let's just see, I don't know. Or are you going into this that I really am passionate about this. I want to go for this and I would love your support and I'm going to give it my all and that's good enough. And you are going to see much better results. Definitely, you will see results. I remember I just started my business in September 2017 and I was charging £25 an hour and I did have these 17 clients at this point. And I knew that I wanted to invest in myself. And the person that I found that I really wanted to be my mentor at the time was 8000 And honestly, like I never even knew at that point that people had that money kind of there, even in a savings or on a credit card or you could even get that from the bank. Like I always thought, you know, for you to access money, you just had to make it. So I remember coming off this call with this coach and it was 8,000 as I shared. And I said, I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna find a way. So I was living with Kenji at this point and I had shared with him, you know, I've just had this incredible conversation. It's 8,000, I'm gonna find a way. And at this point, I never even thought to ask Kenji. So. I was there finding a way. I was ringing a bank. Um, I was asking to take um, a personal loan out and a business loan. And just as I was about to do it, he said, baby, I see how much that you really wanna do this. I wanna lend you the 8,000 pounds. And for me, I first of all was like, what, you have 8,000 pounds lying around, hello. And two, I felt that someone else believed in me as much as I believed in myself but it came from me believing in myself and enabled him to believe in me. 
And I went all for it and I happily received it. And I was so grateful. And today I am still grateful um, for that first investment. And I was able to pay him the money back within three months. And it wasn't the fact that, you know, he even wanted that money back. He just saw how much it would mean to me if I was able to give him that. And that's how it, that's how it worked. And I felt so much power in terms of myself, like how powerful I am, that just the vibration that I put out, I literally manifested that through my partner. And of course it did bring us closer together as well. So I think that that is such a true experience from actually what you shared. I don't want people to think, okay, well, it would be good for some, like I'm someone that really was in that situation. And I really did make it happen for myself, but that's because I made a commitment to myself first and then allowed other sources to actually support me in that. What a beautiful story. And it, and it, had you gone to Kenji and say, oh my God, you know, this, this coach is great, but I don't feel, I don't know if I have what it takes. He wouldn't happily be offering you that money. He'd be like, well, no, we don't want to throw money in fire. But because you believed in yourself, you said it exactly the way I, I always say it, that you, because you believed in yourself, that he was able to believe in you as well. And you were open to, and you didn't look at him as your ATM machine or your source. It wasn't like he has to give me the money or I, otherwise I'm not going to be able to. He was, he, you were happily going after it. And he was happy to offer it as well. And that's the thing, you know, as women, we can receive it from our men, but we can't, we shouldn't be demanding it from our men. And as long as we, again, it's the whole interdependency that you, you'd love it, you'd receive it with joy, but you are not demanding it and looking him, looking at him as the source of, as your source of money. Our universe is the source of money, not our men. Yeah. And that was exactly the point also that I shared with you that I had no idea about Kenji's financial situation. That was literally the first time that we had a money conversation and it actually did stem from the belief that I had in myself. So this has just been so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge, your wisdom. I know how much you put into your community, your followings, and of course your clients. Where can my audience find more about you and how can they connect with you? Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. You can find me on Instagram, handle Fully Adored. Everywhere you go, you can find Fully Adored. That's what is my handle on Instagram, on Facebook. And yeah, I'd be happy to share, you know, the one when the audience finds me, there's lots and lots of, I know I talk a lot about, about feminine and masculine and might not be the language that people are familiar with. So they're going to find a lot, lot, lot more information there. Of course. And I just want to add something to this, that when I say someone that delivers value for free, I am speaking about Sharazar because she gives so much to her community that enables you to understand so much. So I think it's such an incredible resource to just have. Please make sure that you go and follow her, be a part of her community. And please also send us both a direct message of your biggest takeaway from this. I know that I have wrote down about seven whilst we have been speaking. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more, and I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. I want to know what you enjoyed, what your biggest takeaways were. And of course, if there's anything specific that you want me to speak about on the show, then go ahead and request it below. To say thank you for leaving me a review, I will send you a copy of my Goal Digger Planner. It covers everything from setting your 90-day goals and breaking it down into monthly, weekly, and daily action steps. If you want a copy, go ahead, screenshot your review and direct message me the picture on Instagram at Isabella Levy and I will get it right over to you.